and then you push your button that says got it and we'll be live in about two seconds. Hey everyone and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host Chef AJ and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. My guest today is Bethany Russell and she has had tremendous success following the rice diet which was developed by Dr. Walter Kempner. We've done many shows on the rice diet. Dr. McDougall has done some. We've had people that actually worked for Dr. Kempner on the show before. I can link to those episodes if you want. Francis Nealon, Dr. C.E. Grimm, fascinating man, fascinating life, and fascinating diet, which unfortunately is no longer really taught anywhere. They used to have a place at Duke University where they would do the diet. My brother, actually, who was a physician, went to Duke, did the rice diet. There used to be something called the Rice House. But Bethany is making the rice diet popular again. She has a support group for people following the rice diet. She's had tremendous success losing weight on this diet and reversing diseases. And she's going to tell you all about it. Please welcome to the show, Bethany Russell. It's so nice to see a young person that knows about the work of Dr. Kempner. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Well, thank you for having. I mean, thank thank you for having, <laughs> thank me for having you. It's, been, I know you you came on the show briefly once when Dr. McDougall was on and talked about this, but now you've created a wonderful presentation about this, which I'm sure the viewers will love. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I, if you want, I can go ahead and open the first slide. It's actually going to take about 45 to 50 minutes. I might as well just jump right into it because. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Do you see the slide? I can. And I remember Dr. McDougall once saying that this man never allowed himself to be photographed. So it's really interesting to see what he looked like. Yes. I found this. Um, it was a book or an article written by Barbara Newborg. Uh, she, I think she was a doctor who worked with Walter Kempner. So this is, if you want, I'll just jump right in. Yes, please. Okay, cool. So what I'm going to do is talk about uh, Dr. Walter Kempner's rice diet. And starting with my story of how I found the rice diet almost 10 years ago, then I'll discuss relapse and getting back on track. And finally, give an overview of the rice diet. Um, this presentation is about 45 minutes. And just so you know, I'm wearing sunglasses um, <laughs> because I have a light sensitivity and I might be like sitting back in my chair. So hopefully that doesn't bother anybody. So my life before getting sick was um, very active. I enjoyed things like playing the piano, uh, golf, and running. I ran six miles a day and I had no health problems. But all of these things were taken from me when I developed disease and disability in my 20s. Just before having my second child, my life seemed pretty normal. I was of a normal weight starting out my second pregnancy. I managed to stay slim most of my life because of the amount of exercise that I did, but I have struggled with binge eating and weight gain, including during my daughter's pregnancy, which I took as a license to eat fast food for two. I gained 90 pounds. Shortly after my daughter was born, my health started to change. She was between six to eight weeks old, when a strange illness took over my body, one day I could not move one of my arms. Uh, the next day I couldn't move the other arm. And within days, it became excruciating or impossible to move from head to toe. I'll never forget the day of my first appointment. My husband pushed me in a rolling office chair down the hallway of our high-rise apartment. Every few steps, he had to return to push a double stroller holding our toddler and newborn. When we got to the car, I could not move my legs to get into the car. I could not raise my arms to pull myself in. Any part of my body that I wanted to move, my husband had to move it for me. I was diagnosed with advanced rheumatoid arthritis and ankylosing spondylitis. Within months of the disease, I suffered permanent damage to a few joints. Uh, my husband's company graciously allowed him to start working from home uh, because he's been my full-time caretaker ever since the length of our daughter's entire life. Rheumatoid arthritis is a progressive systemic and inflammatory disease in which your own immune system destroys the joints. It's known as synovitis or inflammation of the synovial fluid. Eventually cartilage is destroyed and ultimately the bones are damaged and fused together. In some cases it can affect uh, other parts of the body 
like the heart and lungs, and having positive anti-CCP antibodies indicates more advanced disease and a worse prognosis, which I have. I was told by rheumatologists that my diet had nothing to do with my disease and to begin the most aggressive treatment right away. And with the medication, there are side effects. I would need to have my organ function monitored because the medication can cause organ failure. If I ever left the country, I would need to let them know since the medication suppressed the immune system, I would be more susceptible to succumbing to infection and viruses. Other common side effects could include GI bleeding, distress, nausea, black stools, and an increased risk of developing cancer down the road. The best part was that the medications would never cure me and that I would be sick for the rest of my life. So being 24 years old, I was not in a hurry to get on these medications. I went home and ran into a friend who told me about juicing and that her husband had benefits with juicing for his multiple sclerosis. So my grandfather bought me a juicer and I did a 10 day juice fast. We found this film that I've watched dozens of times, Fat Sick and Nearly Dead. Uh, Joe Cross is able to get off his medications and reverse the symptoms of his autoimmune disease with a long-term juice fast. This experience opened my eyes to the possibility that alternative treatments may be out there for me. I continued researching and found this article by Dr. John McDougall called Diet, the Only Hope for Arthritis. This article presents various case studies and small trials going back as late as 1920s of patients with rheumatoid arthritis or lupus being treated with fasting and elimination diets. Um, and I'll highlight a few examples, but you can find the entire article at drmcdougall.com. This article or this example rather is says a fat-free diet produced complete remission in six patients with rheumatoid arthritis, but the improvement was lost when a high-fat meal was reintroduced. The study says uh, corn and wheat caused a worsening of symptoms in 50% of patients. And here's an exciting one about fasting. Morning stiffness and swelling decreased in 14 out of 14 patients who fasted with for um, one week with just water. And this patient had no morning stiffness or swollen joints after a three-day fast, but a challenge of cow's milk blinded in a capsule brought all her pain, swelling, and stiffness back. What these cases have in common are that rheumatoid arthritis has a dietary link. And while not everyone with rheumatoid arthritis reacts to the same foods, Almost everyone reacts to food. This is the experience of patients around the world. And when you have thousands of people experiencing the same thing, you no longer have an anecdote. You have a hypothesis. These are my hands. I have many photos like this from multiple times that I've done fasting. And this confirmed, like others, that my condition was also related to food. The problem was that when I started eating again, my symptoms returned. So the next thing I did was an elimination diet. I had to determine what foods I could eat that would give me the symptom relief of fasting. And anyone can customize an elimination diet. If you wanted to, you would just start by identifying your safe foods. And then when your condition is stable, you can test one new food at a time every four to seven days. Food additives and seasonings should be tested. Keep a journal of ingredients and subsequent symptoms and go slowly and avoid triggers. Potential triggers may be retested in six months, but repeat offenders should be eliminated from the diet indefinitely. So I did this process, starting with the list of foods at the article diet, only hope for arthritis. It consists of rice, some fruits and vegetables. Eating these simple foods allowed me to recover up to 80%. I found the work of Dr. Walter Kempner and continued the rice diet. I lost the 90 pounds I had gained during pregnancy in just a few months and kept the weight off for five years. This was my 25th birthday when my dad made me a fruit platter instead of a birthday cake. I loved making fruit arrangements like this baby in a cradle 
and a bouquet of roses. I could no longer run, but at least I could walk. My mobility never returned to pre-diagnosis, um, but I felt like the happiest person in the world, like being given a death sentence and then being given life. I love this picture. So from my husband pushing me in a rolling office chair to the hospital, to hiking up a mountain, all because I changed my diet, thanks to Dr. John McDougall and Dr. Walter Kepner. I wish I could say this was my happy ending, but my health relapsed. I've written this presentation a dozen times, trying to figure out how I can tell you why I relapsed without talking about the other aspects of my life. There's just no way to tell you um, this story without talking about my battle with PTSD. The context for my PTSD just stems from a, chart, um, a hard childhood beginning with my very first memory of being abused at the age of four by a non-family member. I have two loving parents who did their best, but we didn't have a lot of means, financially that is, and so we moved every year. I went to a new school every year and I didn't have friends, so I spent recess and lunch break in a bathroom stall until one year another girl uh, took me under her wing and made me her best friend. The problem is that she was involved with bad influences. So I started smoking and using drugs at 13 years old. I was kicked out of school and ultimately dropped out of school. And I became a runaway teenager. Because of my choices, my life was really hard. Uh, living on my own at a young age, Without someone to protect me, I became a victim of unspeakable crimes, and this left me with a lifetime battle of PTSD that my husband has witnessed our entire marriage. Obviously, my life now looks nothing like my youth, and I am in good relationship with my parents, and I've been clean for 16 years. So why am I telling you this? Because in spite of doing all the right things with healthy eating, my PTSD began affecting my physical health. At 28 years old, I had a really bad year internally. My daytime paranoia was at an all-time high. I started having daydreams that I thought were real. I would start crying uncontrollably in the middle of the day, screaming for my child, believing that someone had broken into our home and was hurting our children. I refused to be comforted or talked into reality until my husband brought my children to me and I could see with my own eyes that they were okay. This impacted my physical health, causing my autoimmune conditions to progress. And when my friends were having babies and looking for their next car to buy, I was falling down the stairs and looking for one level housing. Then we went on a cabin trip with our church, and there's a waterfall at the bottom of a slope with lots of steps. And I just remember feeling really sad this day. Every person in our church, from toddlers to grandparents, they could make it down these steps to see the waterfall, everyone except for me. I started to look at my life as a cup half empty. Instead of saying how lucky I was, to be there on the cabin trip where my kids could have fun making memories with their friends. Instead, I told myself, why even bother packing your special diet and feeling like the odd one out if your diet doesn't solve all your problems? So with my focus shifted from gratitude to self-pity, I began talking myself out of the diet. Then we faced our next stressor in life when we lost our property. We had finally bought a property with acres of land that we loved. We did all of our due diligence with home inspections, and I couldn't wait for my husband to build my dream garden. But within weeks of living there, uh, paint started chipping all over the walls, revealing mold and substantial foundation issues. The total cost to repair was $123,396.03. We were told the property was unsafe to occupy. So with no money to fix a house and no money to file a lawsuit, we had no choice but to move and faced foreclosure and bankruptcy. We moved three times that year and lived in a hotel for one month. 
And that's when I threw my hands up. I ate nothing but fast food the entire month, not because I couldn't eat healthy out of a hotel. Of course, it is possible to eat healthy out of a hotel. I knew every trick in the book to make this diet happen. I I had successfully traveled before. I could debunk any excuse out there except for one. That is when you lose your will. The saying where there's a will, there's a way is absolutely true, but you have to want it. Then I began, I began having flare-ups. I was in and out of the hospital, put on high-dose IV steroids, including the week during Thanksgiving. I'm so thankful for our church family who at the time spoiled my family, bringing them a Thanksgiving meal and presents, and they've never stopped praying for me. So at this point, I made the decision to start medical treatment. (laughs) Then, unfortunately, our life flipped upside down yet again. After the first injection, I developed a host of new symptoms. My head started shaking back and forth. I had extreme dizziness and headaches. Then after the second injection, my head shaking became 10 times worse. My stomach expanded, making me look nine months pregnant, and I had all day long nausea. I could not stand or walk without falling. I was in a wheelchair practically overnight. My tremors were so bad and so painful that everywhere I went, all eyes were on me. I saw a different specialist for every body part and underwent what felt like every test under the sun, from swallowing x-rays, upper endoscopy, to full body scans. Next, I developed tachycardia. I had a resting heart rate of 130 beats per minute continuously. After blacking out a few times, I was diagnosed with POTS, postural orthostatic tachycardia, There's a one-minute video on my YouTube channel that shows what happens to my heart rate when I stand up. In this video, my heart rate starts out at 84 beats per minute. Excuse me. And within moments of standing, it jumps to 150 beats per minute. This is Dr. Blair Grubb. Uh, He's a cardiologist and world-renowned POTS expert. I've watched every one of his lectures online that I could find. In this video, he explains what POTS is. POTS can range from mild to severe. He says when people are severely affected, they become totally bedridden. It destroys their lives. They are unable to maintain the normal regulatory functions that people take for granted. Every time they go to stand up, they become extremely lightheaded, dizzy, and fall. Frequently, they are plagued with digestive problems. They get gastroparesis because the autonomic system also regulates gastrointestinal function. They will feel either freezing cold or very, very hot when everyone else feels somewhat normal. The illness in its full-blown state can destroy the life of a person. Now I was on 12 medications, including high blood pressure, um, or I'm sorry, I did get high blood pressure, but I was on high dose steroids and beta blockers. With each medication came more problems from migraines to stomach ulcers. I was instructed to follow a high salt diet uh, with with salt and water loading, though I developed edema and high blood pressure. My legs were in so much pain from the swelling. I was put on diuretics. I was drowning myself for remission, but remission never came. During this time, my arthritis became worse. I gained 140 pounds with no end in sight to my pain and problems. I felt almost hopeless. I've spent three to four years wheelchair bound, living with daily migraines, tremors, nausea, joint pain, fainting spells, the inability to walk. And most of the time I am unable to sit in a chair or hold up my head. I use a bedside commode and a power wheelchair. Simple tasks like showering were sometimes impossible until recently. Among my new diagnoses, in addition to rheumatoid arthritis and ankylosing spondylitis, were hypothyroidism, POTS, and Parkinson's. We no longer think that I have Parkinson's. But uh, for anyone who may have Parkinson's, I just added this book in here. It's called Parkinson's and the B1 Therapy by Daphne Bryan. 
At this point, I felt like the woman in the Bible in Mark chapter five, it says she had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had. It was nothing better, but worse. I wanted to return to the diet many times, but doctors have told me for a decade that food has nothing to do with my condition. I felt backed into a corner, pressured by others as if I were not helping myself if I didn't follow doctor's orders. And so finally, I took them up on it. And in spite of all the medications, my life was not better. It was worse. Getting back on track with the rice diet. For one, uh, this starts with being ready to change. Then for me, it came down to one person. Her name is Heather McDougall. I had a conversation with her that she probably won't remember, but she encouraged me to get back up. And so I did. Sometimes all you need is to know that someone believes in you. I picked up from where I left off and went right back to the rice diet like no time had passed all of my recipes came to memory, my tips and tricks to make it happen no matter what everyone else is doing around me. Here is my recent before and after photo and my blood pressure results. In just two weeks of changing my diet, I reversed stage two hypertension. I lost about 30 pounds in the first month and about 100 pounds in a year. My husband did the diet with me uh, which is pretty cool. And here's his before and after in just the first month, he lost 30 pounds. Uh, <laughs> on the left, he is pretending to be disgruntled uh, right before starting the diet, holding up some of the foods he wouldn't be eating for the next 30 days. And on the right, after losing 40 pounds, he's holding his bowl of oatmeal that he eats every day. There you go. <laughs> I think he I think he looks younger. This is our kitchen setup. Uh, my husband does the cooking and that's my recliner. I'm able to help with smaller things. I still have a bit of weight to lose below the neck. Improving my appearance is great, um, but the most important part is that I am healthier on the inside. My mobility has improved. Um, so the last few years, I had morning stiffness that was so severe, it would take one hour every morning just to move my arms one inch away from my body. Now I am able to transfer from the bedroom to the living room within uh, just the first 10 minutes of my day. Food has everything to do with my condition. I may never be completely cured on this side of heaven. I'm not expecting perfection. I'm just looking for the best quality of life that I can have at this point. Um, but taking care of myself and eating the right foods proves to be the way forward. And I had a whole section on my POTS treatment uh, to share with you, but for the sake of time, I took it out of the presentation. So with everything I went through from 2014 until now, I knew this way of eating is something I have to stick with for the rest of my life but it was pretty lonely the first time around, not knowing anyone else who ate like me. So I craved a community, but the rice houses have closed. And so when I couldn't find a community, I decided to create my own. I have a background in business, project management and marketing, and my husband does marketing for a living. So I asked him to make me a website and he built our website called ricedietsupport.com. I have posted some recipes, books, and printable PDFs, groups, and videos, and everything is free except for the books on Amazon. This is one of my logs. It's a type of food journal, and it's not for profit. This is $4 on Amazon, which is about what Amazon charges me to publish it. I have a Facebook page called Rice Diet Support, where I sometimes make uh, blog-style posts. Then I started a group, which initially was a one-month challenge with family and friends uh, called One Rice Diet Plate. I invited anyone who was interested to make a 30-day commitment to just adding one plate per day of rice diet foods to their regular meals. Uh, but people would 
join the group halfway through the month and I felt bad closing the group on them. So one month has turned into one year. And our group has become a permanent place, a permanent support group for people interested in the rice diet. I also started a YouTube channel um, with zero followers in the beginning, obviously. I don't really know what I'm doing. So I was pretty surprised when one of my videos reached 7,000 views and I started getting contacted from people all over the world who were doing the rice diet. And many of them said that they appreciate what I'm doing. So this really has given me incentive to keep going and teaching the rice diet has become uh, my hobby, which brings me to why I'm here today. So with the time I have left, I'll be sharing an overview of the diet, the way I would teach it to our group members, starting with a brief history, then discuss what foods to eat and how much to eat. And finally, some food photos, uh, which will bring me to the end of my presentation, where I have a few people I want to highlight and uh, some closing thoughts. First, a quick disclaimer. This is for informational purposes and should not be taken as medical advice. Please don't change your diet or medication except under the care of a medical doctor. The Rice Diet was founded by Dr. Walter Kempner in 1939. Kempner first trained under the famous Otto Warburg, a Nobel Prize winning biochemist. Kepner was a medical doctor and researcher who developed a diet therapy that became world famous not once but twice. First, as the only treatment of his time for kidney disease and malignant hypertension, a time before dialysis machines and hypertensive drugs when those diagnoses were a death sentence. It also became famous again uh, with his rapid weight loss approach. Kempner ran live-in program uh, with multiple rice houses, places for patients to stay like a bed and breakfast, where three rice diet meals were prepared by staff and served to patients. People would travel from all over the world, including actors and celebrities, to undergo Kempner's program in Durham, North Carolina. Conditions that improve on the rice diet, uh, kidney, hypertensive, and vascular disease, autoimmune conditions like lupus and rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, obesity, type 2 diabetes, and diabetic retinopathy. Um, I think what is most surprising to people is that the rice diet is an effective treatment for type 2 diabetes. And Dr. Frank Nilon uh, gave a presentation featuring one of his patients who reversed their diabetes on the rice diet. You can find this information in the full interview that Chef AJ hosted with Dr. John McDougall and Dr. Nilon. Uh, this patient went from 435 pounds down to 194 pounds, which is a loss of 240 pounds, normalizing their blood sugar and A1C and getting off of six medications. For more on the history of the rice diet, I posted um, several videos on our video page at ricedietsupport.com, and each of these links will take you to their respective channels. One of my favorite quotes about the rice diet is from this video. Um, this is Dr. Frank Nilon. Uh, he was, or he's a medical doctor, endocrinologist, who was the associate professor emeritus of medicine at Duke University Medical Center and former director of the rice diet program. In an interview with the McDougall Advanced Study Weekend, Dr. Frank Nilon said, that what he had witnessed with the rice diet was unlike anything he had seen in modern medicine. He said, I would see patients on the rice diet that came and were miraculously transformed. Their pills were thrown away. Their crutches were thrown away. Their wheelchairs were put away. They began to walk. The blind could actually see again. 600 pages of medical archives like these um, can be found at drmcdougall.com. So before going on the rice diet, the first thing to consider is if you need medical support. 
There are no Rice Houses operating today, but True North Health Center in Santa Rosa, California with Dr. Alan Goldhammer is the closest thing to Kempner's live-in program. This is a fasting medical center, but they transition people to a diet that is similar to the Rice diet. Um, there are other options for patients receiving medical care from home uh, with telemedicine, like with Dr. Lori Marbas. Um, at drmarbas.com. And there are other telemedicine practices. And um, technology now allows for things like uh, continuous glucose monitoring, smart uh, blood pressure cuffs, and smart scales that automatically send those results to your doctor. And finally, what to eat on the rice diet, rice and fruit. At least this is the first phase of the diet. In the early days, uh, many of Kempner's patients were underweight or even wasted. And so to get calories in them, Kempner would add sugar. In these circumstances, the rice diet consisted of white rice, fruits, fruit juice, sugar, and a vitamin supplement. Um, what I'm focusing on today is Kempner's version of the rice diet for weight loss. The basic rice diet is simply rice and fruit, excluding dates and avocados initially. I like to think of the rice diet as an elimination diet. Uh, you start eating from a small list of foods, and then as your condition improves, uh, you can add foods back in. You may substitute rice for other single ingredient boiled grains if tolerated. Uh, how long you stay in phase one depends on your condition and tolerance and the advice of your doctor. It's not really recommended to stay in phase one on your own without medical care, uh, but many people can move on to the next phase right away, which is to add vegetables in addition to the rice and fruit. Uh, this is what we sometimes refer to as phase one through three. It's really just phase two, but in the early days, vegetables were added little by little, which is no longer the case, as you'll see in a moment. All vegetables are allowed, including potatoes vegetables make up an important second step in the rice diet as they are more complete in essential nutrients, including naturally occurring sodium. In the old days, there were certain vegetables that were forbidden because they had high sodium content. We don't do that anymore. This is a quote from Dr. Robert Rosati, a former director of the rice diet program. We are talking about the single ingredient food, the way it, uh, the way it was grown in a garden. And um, here's a quote from Fast Food Genocide. It says, when you cook a vegetable in oil, it doesn't count as a vegetable anymore. It is junk food. Here's an example of what happens to the calories when you take a single ingredient food like kale and cook it in oil. Kale has only 159 calories per pound on its own. Uh, compare that with kale chips. The calories increase to 2,430 calories for the same volume. Bananas versus banana chips. And potatoes versus potato chips. Plain gold potatoes are a low calorie food at just 313 calories for one pound and potato chips have 2,413 calories. And fats like butter, lard and oil or oil-based dressings pack a huge number of calories in a tiny package. So here you can see the difference um, on the left with no oil as opposed to the right with oil. Grains, fruits and vegetables really is the basis of the diet. The emphasis in your maintenance plan should be on fruits, vegetables, and grains, or as Dr. Kepner puts it, the foods available to man in the Garden of Eden. Here is a look at the diet from start to finish, starting with phase one at the bottom. That's your rice equivalents and fruits. The next step above that is to add vegetables, and then eventually other foods may be reintroduced. Uh, the top section has, um, it says food reintroduction and maintenance. There's a question mark there because this will look different for every person. You can find these PDFs um, on the materials page of our website, ricedietsupport.com. 
And I made a four-page infographic. I'll go over this briefly with you. So I broke the diet uh, just to make it a little simple uh, for me, at least. I broke it into two sections uh, or two seasons along our journey. The first being when we first come to the rice diet, hoping for it to help us recover from something. The top of this page says recovery and 100% rice diet phase one through three, which excludes all other foods. The bottom section of this page or the second season along our journey is once we have hopefully recovered from something, the last thing you want to do is completely stop the diet and go back to old habits. So maintenance is a state of maintaining our results and good health and should be a continuation of phases one through three as the majority of calories long-term. Let's say you want to start the rice diet tomorrow. One question you might have is how much food should I eat? This is individual and requires some experimenting to find how much food you need to lose weight if weight loss is the goal and to satisfy your unique hunger signals. So on this page, I have listed a range of portions from ad libitum, meaning as much as you need, all the way down to minimum portions, which are the lowest portions recorded for Kempner's fastest weight loss plan. Kempner's fastest weight loss plan is portion restricted. Uh, this may be beneficial if let's say you need brain surgery, but your weight is too high to have the surgery, then you might follow this and potentially lose weight as quickly as water fasting. Uh, I did this experiment for the first month of my weight loss, but in general, I eat a lot more food than this. This is about eight cups of food. And here's an example of 14 cups of food for only 1000 calories. It is possible to maximize portions and still lose weight. This is uh, just one example, obviously, of I don't eat this every single day, and I always keep extra fruits and vegetables on hand uh, if needed to satisfy hunger. Of course, everyone is different, and every day is different. So taking a look at maintenance, 80% is just representing a majority of food still coming from those early phases. That might look like 90% for some people, uh, but there is room over time to reintroduce foods you may be missing. Like my husband, for example, he has transitioned to the blue zone style diet that Walter Kepner was often able to transition people to. But if you're like me, then food reintroduction is a slippery slope. So I'll quickly tell you my guacamole story. I wanted to reintroduce guacamole. So I told myself if I can limit it to just a couple tablespoons per day, then I can have it. And what happened was I had over a cup a day. And I couldn't stop thinking about when I could have it again. And I gained seven pounds that week. <laughs> so for me, guacamole is a three strikes you're out food. I couldn't moderate it. And it negatively impacted my weight. So now I choose to avoid it. So what each person chooses to do beyond phase one through three is up to them. Uh, but our group is for posting and sharing your phase one through three meals. And this last page is a challenge called One Rice Diet Plate. So anyone who's interested, um, you're welcome to join our group. Just adding um, one rice diet meal per day to your regular meals. To recap what I just talked about, we are talking about the difference between going all in, that's 100% rice fruits, and vegetables until your issue is under control. Then doing 80-20 and testing food reintroduction, avoiding anything that negatively impacts your health and weight. And finally, the one rice diet plate challenge for anyone that's interested. So moving on, I'll show you some of the photos um, of the food my husband and I eat in phases one through three. Of course, each person should find the foods that they like and tolerate. Uh, starting with phase one, rice and fruit. This is cream of rice and oatmeal uh, made in just two minutes. Baked oatmeal and baked apples. More fruit. This is watermelon daiquiri, uh, non-alcoholic, of course. 
vanilla ice cream, pineapple ice cream, and strawberry ice cream. Uh, th this is a birthday cake that my family made for me this year, uh, made out of only fruit. Uh, before moving on to our meals with vegetables, this is just a reminder that this way of eating can be as simple as eating an apple, boiling water, or microwaving a bag of frozen veggies. You really don't need a recipe and you really don't need to make it too complicated. Um, but sometimes we like to break up the monotony with salt-free seasonings and homemade condiments. Uh, rice and veggies. This is our go-to weekday meal of leftover rice and frozen veggies uh, made in seven minutes in a microwavable steamer. Uh, we use whatever we have on hand and flavor them with either lemon pepper, cilantro lime, or pineapple garlic and chili flakes. Uh, when we make seasoned rice, it's usually a large batch on the weekends that we freeze into single serving bags. This is dirty rice and stuffed peppers and quick pickles, mashed potatoes, Colcannon baked mashed potatoes, uh, shepherd's pie, these are soups and stuffed jalapeno. Uh, this is quinoa, strawberries, broccoli, red onion, and raisins. And our daughter's favorite, a sushi night. Cucumber sushi, sweet potato sushi, uh, nori salad wraps, sweet and sour sauce, and mango chili paste or puree. This is watermelon salad and waffle fries. Baked fries and wedges. Sauces, dressings, and salsa. Pico de gallo, stuffed baked potatoes, and corn on the cob. On the left is Cajun boil, and on the right is a potato crouton salad. Low-calorie potato chips. Bowls and salads. Uh, this is barbecue salad, buffalo salad, green salad, fajita salad. So the bottom layer is a bed of lettuce. The next layer is rice and then whatever veggies we want and top it off with sauce, salsa, and dressing or dressing. Finally, I enjoy green smoothies. This was basically my daughter's diet before she could walk. Uh, green smoothies and breast milk. <laughs> We actually stopped using milk uh, when my son was born because he had a sensitivity to it. And so my kids have had, you know, dairy on occasions, but they've never had straight cow's milk by the glass their entire lives. And one time uh, somebody questioned me, you know, where are my kids going to get their protein and calcium? I think a lot of people don't realize the richest sources of calcium is in greens. Here's a comparison of cow's milk and kale. Kale has twice as much calcium as cow's milk. Kale is also a source of healthy fats. All whole natural foods contain fat and protein in varying amounts. Kale is high in anti-inflammatory omega-3 fatty acids and has 125% of the daily value of vitamin C in just one and a half cups. There are so many health benefits of fruits and vegetables, especially grains. Uh, for athletic performance and improving overall health. Kale not only builds strong kids, it builds strong husbands. <laughs> a couple times a year, I do smoothie fasting inspired by the Botenko family. Victoria Botenko, um, in my opinion, I think maybe she invented green smoothies or she at least popularized them in the early 2000s when her family ran a week-long smoothie retreats where they would feed people green smoothies made out of fruits, grains, and water, and people would overcome health issues like autoimmune conditions, diabetes, and obesity. Her son, Sergei Botenko, he has a book on Amazon. This has great tips about making a smoothie, um, and it has 30 recipes and a challenge to add one smoothie per day to your regular meals. He also has a documentary on YouTube called Powered by Green Smoothies, where he gave a group of athletes a green smoothie once a day, and they continued eating their regular diet. 
including inflammatory foods. And at the end of a six-week experiment, everyone who drank the smoothies had a reduction in their inflammatory markers on lab work. Uh, as far as juices, I save them for rare occasions, such as juice fasting or holidays, to look forward to something different like this jalapeno limeade and watermelon lemonade. Um, a fun project that I'm working on and getting ready to announce to our group members is an annual yearbook. I'll include 12 of our home recipes and group members will have a chance to be featured in the yearbook uh, where they can share their tips or testimony or a recipe and it will appear on a special page of our yearbook and I will put it on Amazon for Christmas time. This is Christy. She is one of our group members. Uh, she lost 40 pounds so far since the end of May. She and others are doing an amazing job. And in spite of life's challenges, she's making it happen. She's also my buddy in the group, uh, my accountability partner, which means that every morning we take a picture of our food journal from the previous day and using Facebook Messenger, we send it to each other, and this provides an added layer of accountability to sticking with our food plan. I'm also writing my book called A Diet Therapy, um, which started as a quick guide addressing the most common questions that we get in our group, um, but it's becoming more of a memoir, uh, and I, I'm not sure when it's going to be finished I have to be patient with myself because my brain works faster than my body. And I'll be working with one of my best friends. Uh, she's a professional photographer uh, to design the new cover. So in closing, my message I hope you walk away with today is that food is medicine, um, but also faith is medicine. There were many days in my life when I didn't know how I could make it through the next day. But no matter how hard our life gets, and even when we feel like we've tried everything, God can help us and he can heal us and he can open doors we maybe didn't see before. Even when we are standing on our last day on this earth, there's still something to look forward to. I know 100% that I'm going to heaven and it's not because of something great I've done or because I'm holier than thou. It's a gift of God promised in the scriptures to anyone who puts their faith and trust in the Lord. Uh, at ricedietsupport.com on the videos page, there is a video titled The Bible Way to Heaven, and I invite you to watch this when you have time. Finally, food is medicine. I believe the number one way we can influence our health is with the foods that we eat. Conventional medicine has its place. If I were in a car accident with broken limbs, I'll be heading to the hospital and not to the grocery store. But when it comes to most chronic illness, food is medicine. If you're still not convinced, consider Millie Donahue, the story behind the food delivery company Mama Says Foods. At 80 years old, Millie had end-stage congestive heart failure with less than 10% heart function. After all of what modern medicine could offer her, she was sent home on hospice to say goodbye. But her family found people like Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn, the author of Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease, and Dr. T. Colin Campbell, the author of The China Study. And so Millie's family began feeding her a whole foods, plant-based diet. And this year, Millie is 92 years old. Not only did she outlive the death sentence imposed on her by modern medicine, her heart function returned to normal, all due to a switch in food. And finally, consider Tim Kaufman. Uh, he gave me permission to share his photos and story with you today. His highest weight was over 400 pounds. And here's a picture of him after losing 200 pounds, overcoming fentanyl addiction, overcoming alcoholism. And in spite of having a life in pain almost every day with the genetic 
disorder, uh, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, often requiring surgeries to put his body back together. He continues to fight the fight, becoming a plant-based athlete, running in races and competing in Ironman events. He once said, I'm just a fat guy that ate some apples. I recently discovered his story, and now it is what pops into my mind anytime I'm having a bad day as a reminder that there's always hope. He and his wife are truly inspiring. He just finished his book, uh, which I can't wait to get a copy of when it's ready. And consider the cause of the sick. We may not stop ourselves from facing death on this side of heaven, and not everything is in our control, but many of our top killers are preventable. We may be able to prevent spending the last decade of our life in absolute agony. Some people say they'd rather die than eat healthy, but some of us are praying for a cure. Some may get lucky and outlive the consequences of a poor diet like the 95-year-old lifelong smoker who never gets lung cancer, but some of us are not so lucky. I've spent years in isolation, missing out on life passing by me. And if I could just reach one person and save one life, then it's worth time giving this message. The number one reason our loved ones may die is heart disease. Obesity-related diseases make up the leading causes of death. We can all joke about our eating habits, but this topic is no laughing matter to me. How much better of a wife, mother, daughter, Christian can I be if I'm healthy? Finally, this burning building represents our life in crisis. Putting out the fire is the immediate action required to begin turning our life around and often those things which are in our control. But even when the fire is out, the healing process has just begun. Having worked in the catastrophe relief industry, I personally have stood in buildings like this one, knee deep in wet insulation and debris. And I can tell you that the cleanup process takes a lot longer than putting out the fire. And even when the last shingle is placed or the last wall is painted, no amount of shiny new possessions take away the scar left on the family. Our life may never be the same, but it is possible to find joy in new places if we look for it, or if anything, helping others who are entering the storm we just went through. Changing our life simply begins with taking the first step. It's easy to talk ourselves out of it. We can say, that mountain looks too high, this is too hard, or I'll start tomorrow, but tomorrow may never come. If we stop dwelling on the future and instead narrow in our focus on this moment, all we have to do is take the step that is right in front of us. Thank you for listening today. And thank you, Chef AJ, for allowing me to share this presentation. Well, thank you. That was a wonderful presentation. Are you, have you given a lot of PowerPoints before? Not really. I've given three or four to our group this past year. You know who you look like with the sunglasses? Goldie Hawn. <laughs> when she was younger, you're just adorable. This is a wonderful presentation. And I loved your guacamole story because I know a lot of people with a guacamole story, a peanut butter story, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what's your, what's your food that? Oh my you... God. Anything well, it would be high fat food. Like, you know, it'd be, it, I'm sure it would be nuts or nut butters. I can't have those in the house. Tahini, anything creamy and fatty. Mm -hmm. So. I'm yeah, on that for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so Nicole, who's watching live, wanted to know if you're like, if you're not able to fend for yourself, how were you able to get the food when you relapsed? Um, what do you, what, well, when you, you mean, you, well, cause you, there was a period where you kind of went off plan and gained some weight back. So you mm -hmm. weren't rice and fruit. So how would you, how did you access that food? Um, well, my husband does all the shopping and he, but he does, he listens to me. And so, you know, when we we're going through a really hard time and we just, honestly, we both pretty much threw in the towel for a little period of time. And so if I said, you know, just, you know, our day is so stressful, just go get whatever the convenient thing is from a restaurant, you know, he was all for it because he, we rely on him to do all of the cooking. And he works a full-time job on top of all this other stress. And so, 
you know, I don't blame him for anything because ultimately um, it was my decision. Because even though I don't physically, I don't physically open a jar of pickles, for example, because my hands don't, I can't open the jar. But as a mother, I'm still in charge of, I'm still kind of in charge of the food that is served to our family. And my husband, my husband, um, yeah, I mean, it was a really hard time. And so now looking back on it, it's like, no matter how hard, like if we, if we go through something else in the future, we know that eating unhealthily doesn't solve our problems either. That's just going to make it worse. Makes it worse. Yeah. People are saying not, not Goldie Hawn, Kate Hudson and uh, the lady that lost the weight with your group. It's so funny that she had a potato t-shirt on. That was great. Yeah. Barbara's saying, can anybody join your Facebook group for the rice diet support? Yeah. I just um, encourage you to uh, have one rice diet plate and that could be, you know, that could be a snack Um, just to make one change. And maybe there are people who are already eating a really healthy diet. Then probably something that they're already eating is going to be on the rice diet, you know, and I'm sure there are people there who, you know, one day here or there, they're not, they might not be fully invested yet. So they're totally welcome to, to be there if they're uh, willing or interested, you know, (laughs) to try to make that change towards healthy eating. Yep. And uh, Stephanie wants to know, are you concerned about arsenic levels in rice or do you stick with like a California rice like Lundberg? I'm not concerned, um, but if anyone's concerned, you definitely can eat other grains. You can eat different, you know, grains on the rice diet. But I know that there are people who've looked into it and that it's not like every crop that grows rice. There are some that have less arsenic and don't have the concern. And then I think white rice has 80% less or something than brown. For me, I would just say research it or do what you feel comfortable with, but I eat white rice every day. I love white rice and I cannot lie. I know a lot of people, doctors that come on the show say it's like eating sugar, but I think, I mean, every time that I've traveled internationally for work, sometimes that's all I can get. And I come home so thin because it's just so you can't keep weight on if you eat rice. I mean, if you put maybe butter or oil on it, that would be a different story. You know, Mm -hmm. do you eat rice very frequently? I do. I love it. It's my second favorite starch after sweet potatoes. I, I've, um, we used to go, we used to live near whole foods. And so we could get all different varieties of all kinds of stuff. And so now, yeah, we don't, we don't have a huge variety anymore of sweet potatoes. We just get the orange ones. Oh, those are the ones, the only ones I really don't like. I like <laughs> and the Japanese and the Stokes. And I even love the white rice from Trader Joe's. It's like in a bag. You microwave it for three minutes. It's organic jasmine. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. And um, sticky rice, like for sushi, that's pretty oh, good. Yeah. I think rice is amazing. And like Dr. McDougall says, look at all the 3 billion Asians lived on it. None of them were um, overweight, but people are concerned. Like if they have diabetes, should they be eating rice? And if they look at the work of Dr. Kempner, that's exactly the disease he was reversing with white rice, fruit juice, and sugar. Exactly. Yeah. That's, they need to watch that um, interview that you have on your channel with Dr. Frank Nilon. Yeah. I put those, I put those links in the, in the show notes right after your information. So that's uh, awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and you think there'll ever be a rice house again? Maybe you can start one. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that would be so, I mean, not me, I wouldn't start it, but, yeah. but that would be so cool to just have, you know, and I think um, when Frank Nilon was on your show, people were trying to get him to throw his hat back in the ring, but that would be cool if there was another rice house. That would be something. Yeah. Well, this is a wonderful presentation. I think you're a natural. It seems like you've been giving these presentations for years. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah I think I've, you did a great job. And so when is your book coming out? Um, so we well, I'm not sure about mine, but it's called a diet therapy. And I made the mistake of announcing a kind of tentative due date, but um I had a health setback. A, 
couple uh, in June, I think I, cause now ever since being on immunosuppressant medications, when I get sick, I, I stay sick for weeks and weeks. And my, whereas like my kids, they'll get over it in a couple days. So I was sick for five weeks and it really set back my health. So just whenever it's done is when I'm going to announce it. But as far as the yearbook, that's pretty much my part is done. Um, that's just an idea for whoever wants to be included. Um, if anyone in our group who, uh, who wants to share their story or tips or recipes, then they can be included in that. And so hopefully that'll be available in uh, Christmas time. That would be great. Nice. Yeah. Do you, do you like to uh, cook your rice in an instant pot or a rice cooker? Do you have a preferred way of cooking it? Um, well, now we have a rice cooker. We have a little, just whatever we got from Walmart. Yeah. It does the trick. Yeah. I love it. Rice cooker. Like you can get one for like $29 at Costco. It's fabulous. Exactly. And it's so easy. It really only takes one minute. Like one time we timed, uh, my husband, like from washing the rice to, you know, pushing the button, it was one minute and he was done cooking the rice. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Well, congratulations on getting back on track and the success success you had with the diet and continuing on the diet and just um, improving your health as much as you can. I know it can't be easy, you know, to have a chronic condition, but I think you're really making the best of it and you're helping a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's been awesome to be able to be here and, and share. And um, we'll see, we'll see if, um, and, and I told my husband, I was like, if only five people join my group, like, that'll be cool. Because honestly, I'm just doing this for myself. I mean, not to be selfish, but just having a community for me to be able to go to right. because this is my diet. So yep, that, that's a great, that's a great point you're making. Um, there's a viewer asking, can onions and garlic be allowed on this? Yes. Nice. Yeah. I can, you know, it's funny because white rice, I can just eat with nothing on it, but my preferred way is to just cut a few little green onions, you know, scallions, and then I'm in heaven. But I, I think rice is delicious. And I feel bad for people that think it's you know, taboo because they're missing out on a delicious food group they can be having. I agree. I think it's so delicious. Yep. Uh, Sylvia says you're very inspiring. So join our group guys, especially if you need some support. Yeah. Hey, thank you. It's free. What have you got to lose? (laughs) And people saying your husband's so nice and he looked so good and very nice. Yeah. And it's amazing because it's not like he was even that overweight, but it just shows that what you can, when you eat this way, it's pretty hard to keep the weight on. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And it's funny because it's you, have you ever heard this or thought this about yourself that you didn't really realize like how much you had gotten overweight until you see a picture, like a picture, if somebody took a picture of you, and it's like, oh my goodness. And that's like the first time you're realize, realizing how much overweight you are. And that's what, like, I didn't really realize my husband was overweight and he didn't either. But now <clears throat> looking back at pictures, he looks so much different. Yeah. Well, you guys look great. So thank you so much for uh, inspiring people. Uh, there, Diana saying you're building your community. Exactly. And Ronnie, Rana. Sorry, I should get glasses. I have them. I just don't wear them. Rana says, thank you so much for a very informative presentation. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Um, you can maybe write a cookbook, but you know, there's, it, you, keep, you seem to keep it pretty simple, I, I think, based on the photos. Yeah, I, yeah, I probably won't ever write a cookbook, but it's, you're right. It's, and the thing is, is you can, you can eat the same thing every single day. Like I you do. could pick your favorite. <laughs> I mean, for lunch anyway, it just makes it easier to eat the same. I mean, because I'm, I'm busy and I'm working and it's also my favorite food, sweet potatoes and broccoli. So I never have to think about it. Dr. McDougall said you can eat that every day and be fine. And I do, but I do, I do eat a different dinner every day though. You eat sweet potato and broccoli every day? Yeah, it's, it's a handy yam though. And I've eaten it. Well, I mean, if, if I'm out of the country, no, I can't get that in Mexico because I work in Mexico a lot, but I've been doing it for like 13 years. And I, that's, you know, when I 
I was heavy 13 years ago and I'm not anymore. I, I get a giant hand of yam. It probably weighs about two pounds before I roast it. That, those are the ones that are white. They're a little bit different than the Japanese and about a pound of broccoli and it's delicious and it's satisfying. And I have it every day for lunch. And when I don't have it, I'm like, I wish I had, but <laughs> dinners are different. You know, I'll have rice dishes and we do a lot of tostadas, we, you know, which are based on, we make them with white rice and salts and things like that. But I'll tell you, my new favorite thing is I got Lisa raw food romances wrap book and I've been doing wraps and going crazy and her wraps have no gluten no flour they're made out of vegetables I mean it's it's insane it is insane how delicious they are and you can put anything in them you know salad whatever you want whatever you're eating you just wrap it up and you know it's like hold it in your hand so that's that's been my wow. new thing. yeah really fun. is that a cookbook or something? where did it's you find cookbook. that it's a cookbook and it's called I think it's let me see what it's called um it's 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 not in heart form it's it's ebook form what does she call her book? I don't know. She had it in the bundle, but she does sell it. It's just fabulous. You do need a dehydrator, but I'll tell you, they're so easy to make. You just basically blend different fruits and vegetables like onion and tomato or bell pepper, and you dehydrate them overnight on these special trays that she recommends that are like $14 for Amazon. And then, I mean, if, if it wasn't over there, if it wasn't all the way over there, I'd show you one. And then, you know, it's just getting me to eat more salad because I'm, I mean, I love vegetables, but salad, you know, I don't know. It's kind of boring, but when you roll it up in a wrap, it's then all of a sudden it's fun to eat a salad, you know? And yeah, anyway. it sounds amazing. It really is. I'll have to look for it. Yeah. And uh, Donna says a great presentation. Thank you. So yeah, this was a lot of fun. Well, I hope people join the group guys join, even, you know, what heck, you know, support is great, you know, and you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be on the path, I think. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you. I'm saying I'm, it was a it was a pleasure having you, Bethany. I don't know if vinegar is on your plan, but maybe somebody in your family will enjoy the two free bottles of California balsamic just for being on the show. Oh wow! Thank you so much. Yes, Ven yes, Walter Kempner allowed vinegar. That'll Good. be awesome. Oh, that's great. Um, Rich says you always have to congratulate the spouse that supports and continues to support you. They should get as much applause as the person who has turned their life around. Her husband is a warrior. What a nice comment, Rich. So true. That is really nice. Thank you. I know he, I can't talk about him or I'll start crying, but yeah, he is. He's amazing. Aww. That's wonderful. And Linda also concurs that it's a wonderful presentation. And Chrissy says, this is such a simple way to eat and lose weight. And, and it's delicious too. The only reason people don't like the simple foods is because they're so addicted to all the unhealthy foods. But if this is all you ate and all you knew, you would love it. Or if you go fast for a while, believe me, it's delicious. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And it yeah. starts to taste better over time. And then you're just totally satisfied. Absolutely. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to keep it up if you weren't. All right. Well, thanks, Bethany. And, um, uh, good luck with your group. Come on, guys. Thank you. you. All Let's all give her some, you know, she said she wanted five people. Let's give her 50 people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my God. This Thank has you. been so fun. Thank yeah, you. You did a wonderful presentation. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific time when we have Andrew Mellon, the most organized man in America, talking about his new book, Calling BS on Busy. And he is going to teach you once and for all how to get organized. Take care, everybody. Have a great Great Sunday. Bye-bye.